The summary of the parable of the weeds among the wheat is a description of the kingdom of God. In the parable, a man planted good seed in his field, but the enemy threw weeds on top. The wheat grew and the weeds also grew among the good wheat. The master knew his enemy had planted weeds, but he chose to let the weeds continue to grow because some of the wheat might have been pulled out if they tried to remove the weeds. The farmer intended to separate the good from the bad during the harvest. The moral lesson of the parable of the weeds is that good and evil people coexist during life on earth, but we will be separated according to God's judgment in the afterlife. Hey, you are watching and listening to the Emerge podcast with Ashley Henderson. The Emerge episodes will be uploaded on a weekly basis to help you achieve personal growth, discover your entrepreneur skills, and stay inspired with Christian motivation by discovering the Bible was and still is very relevant. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Emerge podcast so you don't miss weekly videos on inspiration and encouragement. All right, saints, let's tune in to this week's episode. The meaning of the parable of the weeds is that God, who is the farmer, creates people, or known as the wheat, but the devil, who is the farmer's enemy, tempts them and some turn away from God, or known as weeds. The people who choose to do a life of evil continue to live alongside God's faithful people, and there is no separation made between the two groups until our final judgment. The farmer chooses to allow the weeds to grow because some wheat may be pulled in the process of stripping out the weeds. Once the final harvest is made, evil can no longer hide in the spiritual world. It is only then that there is a clean separation between the wheat and the weed, God's people and the enemy's people. The parable of the weeds help explain the kingdom of God. God creates everything good, including people. God's enemy tempts God's people, and some of those people choose evil over God. They turn to the devil. These two groups of people live side by side on earth, but will be separated at the time of final judgment when our hearts are laid bare. Allow me to share four life lessons that can be found in the parable of the weeds. Number one, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. All creation is God's creation, but all people are not God's people. Everything God creates is good, but we as humans are imperfect, and the devil preys on our flaws. He tempts us into sin, never makes us sin, before we even realize what's happening. He plants seeds of jealousy, greed, selfishness, anger, unforgiveness, and every evil vice. When we let him into our minds and hearts, he quickly displaces God. We can turn away from God before we even realize what's happening. Everyone in your life is sent on an assignment, and it's up to us believers to discern, did God send you or did the enemy? Anyone who God sends into your life will be a blessing. They will add value to your life. Anyone who Satan sends has the same assignment, to kill, steal, and destroy. Recognizing the presence of anyone and anything that starts to pull us away from God is the first step to saying no to evil and preventing us from becoming weeds. Drawing near to God helps us stay firmly rooted in his love, especially when the devil pours out his tempting lies. When we're with God, we shut the door on evil's face. When we're with God, we strive to please him and not just please ourselves. 
It's when we follow ourselves to drift away from God that we open the door to evil. The second life lesson, be intentional in your walk with God. Remember, saints, we are in this world, but not of it. Our purpose is to be the reflection of Christ in earth as it is in heaven. In Matthew 12, 30, God said, whoever is not for him is against him. It can only be one way or the other. If we're not actively seeking a relationship with God, we're drifting away. If we're not in a relationship with God, we're in a relationship with the devil. We must be intentional in our relationship with God by nurturing it as we would grow a seed into a large plant. We must give it the time, attention, and nourishment it needs to grow. Growing close to God doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. It happens when we make him our top priority in our lives. It flourishes when we seek to live according to his will and not our own desires. When we say no to human vices, we automatically draw closer to God. Before I continue with my last two points, I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast episodes each and every single week. This ministry has been such a blessing for me, and I pray that it's been the same for you. I released an audio podcast earlier today, Father, forgive me for all the times I put you last. I implore you to listen intently for the Holy Spirit's leading and guidance. Sometimes it takes us going through a traumatic or painful event to get back into the face of Jesus. You don't realize that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And that's okay. Just come back. God will not gaslight you. He's not going to throw your absence in your face. He misses you and he loves you. Just come back. Okay, let's continue with the third life's lesson. Everything from God is good. As mentioned in point number one, anyone who God sends into our life will be a blessing and they're going to add value to our life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. We can be sure that no evil comes from God, yet evil exists in every part of society, even in churches. As humans, we can't adequately see or discern evil at first hand. Firstly, we all contain some measure of it. It's our humanness. Secondly, evil exists in the heart, so it's not always detectable by other humans. Sometimes an evil person's actions reveal their true heart, but sometimes evil is hidden well under pretty clothing and proper language and in powerful positions. However, in the afterlife, there is no hiding evil. Our thoughts and hearts are clearly visible to God, and he will separate the good from the evil there. While on earth, we can fulfill God's will by gently instructing those who clearly are separated from God to bring as many to salvation as possible. The fourth and final lesson that can be drawn from the parable of the weeds is the glory that will be revealed in us. At the time of our eternal judgment, our inner being will become known and the goodness of believers will shine forth as bright light. May we use our time on earth to pursue God's will and pray that we find ourselves welcome into his holy kingdom when that time comes. In this allegory, the sower is Jesus and the enemy is the devil. The good seed represents people who listen to and respond to God's word. These are the people who belong to the kingdom of God and who will go on to heaven at the end of time. The weeds represent those people who do not listen to God's word. They are the sons of the evil one who will go to the fiery furnace of hell at the end of time. 
the harvest workers are the angels and harvest time is the end of age. This means that on earth, good and bad people will grow and live together. The kingdom of God will be present among the evil of the world. And at the end of time, people will be separated into their eternal destiny. I hope this episode has given you a clear understanding of this well-known parable of weeds in the Bible. Be blessed, saints, and I will catch you in the next one.